Hello, and welcome to Beers of the Round Table. Um, We're actually not going to be doing a cast today. We just wanted to say hi. <laughs> hey. How are you guys doing? Yeah, That's just... good. <laughs> okay. I'm Let just us know. All right. All right. <laughs> just checking the meters over here. Uh, so, yeah, um, kind of a special cast for us today. I know that we've been anticipating this for... Holy sh- I really want to say it's been since June. Since my birthday. It's been a while. I'm not, my birthday's not in June. Uh. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember we, we bought this a long time ago. Yeah, no, uh, it's been since like, yeah, it was June. It was June. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was June. Anyway, so we bought a very big bottle of beer. Um, I don't. Oh, actually, yeah, you can see it in the camera. Like if you just look right here. <laughs> yeah, if you're watching on our uh, live stream, yeah, if you're watching like, us you know, on uh, YouTube, you, very, can, you can see it. It's pretty big. Pretty it, big. It's a massive beer. Yeah, we've taken to calling it the big ass bottle of beer. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Is that? Is, is, is the stem crooked like the neck? Um, it very well could be. I mean, I, it's I, like uneven. I imagine there's an immense amount of pressure. It's a funny story. Um, back when the Bearded Monk had first opened and we were like, you know, first visiting there, they had one of these bottles in there. And I think their cork was coming out. Wow. Like it looked like it was halfway out of the bottle. And I remember telling them about it and like, you know, Ben was over there trying to shove it back into the bottle. I was like, but um, on our bottle, there's actually a little bit of glue around the cork. So maybe they've wisened up. <laughs> is this uh, safe to drink? It should be. I mean, should we open this in like a bucket just in case the bottom, <laughs> the bottom explodes? Well, anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt to open it. Uh, you sure. Well, you gotta do it right next to the mic so you get that pop. <laughs> oh, put, you'll hear it. Put oh, your mic man. over there. <laughs> I'm scared. Oh God! I think this might <laughs> this might be the thing that just he, he, he's untwisting it. Hey, you I'm in danger. Last time, you guys remember having like last time we all watched Brad open a beer? Oh God! Yeah, yeah he almost died. I was in here last Poker Thirty One. Like he, oh he man, popped the thing on the on the bucket and just exploded. It was whenever he tried to help us, or whenever we moved the couch into my house. I think is yeah. what it was. Yeah, well, I wasn't there. Oh, he's twisting. He's <laughs> twisting. <laughs> Stop! He's damn it! Still <laughs> twisting. <laughs> Like, here, Brad, grab it like that. <laughs> Firmly that grasp it. Yeah, he's got the right idea. Bro, I'm getting worried that it's going to break off in there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, hit you in the no, no, eye. No, 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 no. You, you, got, you keep doing that. Don't. There you go. Yeah, like okay. that. <gasps> oh, that was very oh, anti Oh, my God. He did break it. I called it, dude. <laughs> I called that shit. I'm so scared. If you watch this, and I'm ready to fight. We got off. a dud. Bro, he's going to be dangerous. using a jagged object to try to remove this thing. Oh, you God. Mean, you there mean is... like a... Uh, what are those even called? A corkscrew? Is that a corkscrew? Yeah, it's a line opener. That's a corkscrew. Did it just pop my little I, bit? I heard a... Oops. Um, Oh, hey, there it goes, there it goes. That was like a... The whole box exploded. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a little... You just, you just see like a, the rest like technical difficulties. Okay, so we all get about, oh, wow. <laughs> about one and a quarter pints of this with its, you know, largeness. So, I don't know. Largeness. We'll let everybody largeness. have to pour their own. What the hell is, am I smelling? Raspberries? That smells like Raspberries. Maybe I should have helped you... Oh God! Yeah. Wow, you oh have a God. zero head at all. <laughs> or, I mean, it's all head. Pass this around. Your entire, <laughs> your entire. All right, life we're gonna work fun. on this together. This is gonna be a teamwork exercise, okay? So team building. So, Brad, why don't you go ahead and explain what's uh, what here, type of I'll, I'll beer this is? Come over here, my friend. Okay, so what we're drinking here is a raspberry farmhouse ale. Um, this is from Prairie Brewing, which is an Oklahoma-based brewery. Um, They've actually had this beer going around for a while now. Like I said, I remember seeing it in um, 
Bearded Monk when they first opened, which I think was back in like 2015. So they've been celebrating their third anniversary for a while. Um, we happen to see this in Total Wine here in Denton. <laughs> this is better. Yeah. This this bottle uh, set us back one hundred and twenty dollars uh, for this large bottle. Mm-hmm. Are you, you going to top me off? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! So uh, of Brad's full head pint, I guess he got maybe half. All right, that's good. Um, but yeah, I think I've had this beer before, not in this large of a format, but I think I've had like this beer by itself, and I, I recall it being good. I mean, it, it sounds good. So that's Mr. Joseph's. Do you think you could drink this whole bottle? No. By yourself? <laughs> like in one go? I, I don't think oh, wait, I, hold, on, hold on, hold on. Drink, drink that water in there. Yeah. Well, no, like it, like, okay, so I rinsed the glasses before we started because in doing some research about, you know, proper beer pouring, I found that you're supposed to rinse your beer glasses with cold water before you pour. So, um, the more you know. Who else needs to be topped off? Uh, yeah, so that one's Bobby, so that one. I was going to say, did you get a pint at all, Bobby? I got the bottle, dude. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Um,. I don't know what else to say about this beer. It's big. Did you describe what type it was? Yeah, it was a farm ha- farmhouse ale with raspberries. Um, has cool album artwork on it. Yeah, yeah. Prairie has some pretty cool um, artwork and stuff. Is, is the bottle any lighter? No. <laughs> oh, you can explain like our new sheets. Oh yeah, so. Um, uh, at the very least, I am, and I, I believe all of you guys should at some point try to attempt it, at least the very first level. Um, studying the, the the beer judging certification program, and I think we should all get into this. And so what we have in front of ourselves today is the official score sheet for judging a beer competition. So this way we're actually going to be able to, you know, write down our thoughts during the cast. And when we're already, like, you know, pretty blitzed at the end of the episode, we'll be able to actually recall what we drank. Yes, you, you hear that? And, uh, I guess one thing it's to official. note is that this is actually scored out of 50. Yeah, so, so our, I think our rating system might change a little bit, or we'll just try to do some fancy uh, conversions. I, I think we should stick with this and just make it out of 50. Okay, you know? that's fine, yeah. And um, for those of you at home, if you're looking to like you know properly taste a beer and you know judge it for its character and you know dissect it for all of its you know different qualities, what you should be judging is its aroma, how does it smell, its appearance is it is it pleasing to the eye? Um, you know, talk about its flavor. What what do you taste inside there? What you know? Yeah, what do you what do you get? If you that? only taste one thing, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. So you know, expand <laughs> expand expand your flavor vocabulary. Uh, the mouthfeel. You know, um, uh, as our judging sheet says, you know, the body carbonation, warmth, uh, creaminess, mm-hmm. astringency, Watch and the- other palate sensations. Oh, did y'all spill? No, no. It's just like the neck. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. The, the stem on the neck of it gets kind of slippery. And then we have a section for an overall impression. All right. So, yeah. That's what we're going to go through today. So, have we? has everybody gotten their pint? Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. So, um, today, our topic, what we're going to talk about. Um, big kind of announcement this week. NVIDIA just announced the new 2000 series graphics cards. Um GTX is dead. <laughs> and now they bring on the RTX. Long live RTX. 
Well, I mean, I think that's, that's I mean, significant because, well, I mean, I guess with every time that they at least or release a new series, they're going to a new architecture, right? Yeah. And um, I noticed it's, it's new RAM, right? Isn't it like GDDR6 or something like that? Is it? I didn't notice that. I, th- I think that's what I saw in the specs, that it's actually a... If it's not a new number, it's at least like much faster and kind of different from the RAM we currently right, use. Right, yeah. I know there was a significant change in CPU architecture, uh, well, CPU, GPU architecture for mm-hmm. you know these cards. Um, what I was kind of surprised that I didn't see was there wasn't a significant bump in um, the amount of memory on these cards, like uh, they, yeah, they, they probably increased, like well, you know the the you know the throughput and all that kind of stuff. But it's still like you know eight to eleven gigabyte cards. Probably not enough though to uh, they probably didn't boost up that throughput enough to uh, uh, actually uh, justify an increase in the amount of memory. One of the weird things you know with uh, graphics cards memory. Um, is that it's kind of a, a weasel word, so to speak, uh, whenever it comes to marketing. Yeah, that's right. I'm dropping the weasel word. Um, <laughs> Shout out to Whiskey Hollow. Yeah, for teaching us the weasel words. But, you know, it's it's something where generally people won't need that because um, most people are not going to be playing on a 4K monitor. A lot of games are not necessarily optimized for 4K. Um, maybe 2K, I feel like, is, is one of those ones that I'm kind of seeing. But... Generally speaking, most of the population is still playing games at um, 1080p. So at that point, you don't need to load all that much into memory. Um, so I mean, it, what, what's the reason for actually having you know a 16 gigabyte card? Um, because I mean, no matter what, 4K is only going to take. I mean, I don't know exactly how many gigs that that actually is for 4K images, you know, being loaded into memory and. Well, what I'm kind of thinking about with, like, the memory is, like, I don't know if it's so much even just, like, the textures that you're having to deal with anymore. Like, yeah, that takes up a whole lot of memory. But what games are getting a whole lot more sophisticated in these days is the physics. Yeah, for and sure. Right. There's well, a- okay, so, like, to give you guys perspective, it is GDR6. And even the uh, 1080 Ti, its memory speed was only about 11 gigabits per second. Uh, versus now with the GDDR6, you're getting 14 gigabits per second. Crazy. So, I mean, which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you think of gigabits versus, I mean, yeah, it, it's a lot. Like, it is a significant jump. So, yeah, like, you know, they're going to be a whole lot faster, but, I mean, um, yeah, kind of like what we were saying with, like, the, the memory, there's not, like, a huge jump there, but maybe we're starting to get to the point of, like oversaturation with how much memory is available on these cards. Um, Maybe. I mean, I, I think definitely nowadays, at the very minimum, get a four gigabyte card. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't get anything less than that. Right. Yeah. Like, because I've got a 1080 right now, which I think is an eight gigabyte card. And before that, I was running a 660 Ti, which had two gigabytes. So, you know, that's a significant increase. Right. I think, I think what you're really going to be needing, like, the large memory amount for these days is VR. Because mm-hmm. you know you're you're like you've got like not just what's in front of you but everything around you that you know the, that it's trying to process maybe not exactly rendering it but you've got you know all the physics that it's trying to you know render um, you know particle well, not not particles but you know all that kind of stuff that's you know going on. Well, I mean, even like uh, what is that called? Is it the memory buff? Like I think all of them said they were at least two fifty six bit, um, which 
which is what my card is, which you yeah. need that if you're going to do like high high intensity, high quality gaming because mm-hmm. if you try to get I think it was like the ten sixties are like one ninety two bit or something like that. Mm-hmm. They'll run most things, but they're not gonna be able to run it on the highest setting. So I that think all the cards in the uh, RTX were, uh, what is it, 256-bit. Right. Yeah, I'm actually looking at the chart right now. You're, you're right. Yeah. Um, and even the, the GTX 1080 had a 256-bit. Right. Um, but yeah, and then I think the highest version, the RTX 2080 Ti, has 352-bit with a memory bus. Yeah, see, and <laughs> that's something that, like, I know. I didn't personally look at till I was actually getting my newest card, mm-hmm. and it's like you can get something that is technically slower core wise, but if bigger, you can actually process a whole, so many more. You got more throughput. images, yeah, per, per second. So it really doesn't matter. Yeah, with the actual core speed. Mm-hmm. But then I overclocked it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so one of the big things that they were talking about this RTX that it's supposed to really excel at is. Um, Real-time ray tracing mm-hmm. is one of the big um, marketing things that they were talking about, which um, I guess to try and give a really quick TLDR on that is whenever a game is rendering like lighting and reflections and stuff like that, what's happening is that wherever that light source is going to be, like you know a light bulb or the sun in the game mm-hmm. or something like that, what the computer is doing is you know shooting a line from that to whatever the light would hit. And calculating how much reflection needs to you know bounce off of that, and like how bright that particular texture needs to be. Excuse me. So lighting is usually one of the most expensive things that you know you're doing in rendering, and your graphics card is having to handle. But um, these cards are supposed to really excel at that kind of you know math. So is it that it's because essentially like the way it worked before was it kind of just it, from what I understand I, I I haven't done graphics in a while, but like it's it, it more or less kind of faked it, so it would be like bigger areas would it might have reflected in such a way that wasn't natural but it, it just looked good enough now is it like breaking it down to smaller and smaller i guess literally doing ray casting as opposed to maybe like an area that it's doing it in yeah, yeah. so i think you know part of it was like um like you know yeah like you said it wasn't it, it, current generations aren't fast enough to you know do it um and what would be like as um, Naturals, yeah, as nat- yeah, 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 as real as you can be. Because like what, what you're doing, like when we have like animated movies or just a rendered image, uh, what they can do is they can do like thousands of passes on that right. that image or frame, so that they can get like you know as close to that as we can. But you know when you're talking about a game, you have a split second to, to you know yeah. to, to to render that frame. So, you know, current generations was doing just kind of a good enough sort of thing. But with this, um, you know, it's going to have a lot, it's going to be a lot quicker and a lot faster to be able to do that in a much more realistic way. Hmm. Pretty cool. Yeah. So <laughs> here's something that we can, we can talk about real quick. Uh, Tyler Wade Hens is asking, how much should I spend on a starter gaming PC? Uh, the standard, I feel like that I've always heard at least it's like about a grand. <laughs> I mean, on a starter, you can starter. get away for eight hundred. You can get away, but yeah, if you want like, a little bit more. Mm. So well, if, if you're talking about a starter and like you know, if if budget's your big concern, there are a lot of ways that you can kind of cut corners. And like what I've kind of seen on like some of the the, the build a PC, like you know, subreddits and forums and stuff like that, is that the lower threshold tends to be. If you really try, you can get something for six hundred. It's not going to be really fancy. I mean, 
I was able to do for 600, and I survived for a long time off of that. But That's what great. year you was that? You can actually do it. Yeah. I mean, that was when we, when you guys, when you and Zach were living together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so here's the problem. When Zach and I were living together, that was before the crypto boom. I guess that's so. True. GPU mm-hmm. prices have skyrocketed, so that's you know going to really like kind of make well, it hard see, for you. I would almost argue for your first build, you shouldn't get the latest and greatest graphics card. Yeah, I would agree with that too. Yeah, Just, I, mean, I like, mean, they did say starter. If like I, in, if you ask me, I would rather get something that. Is not future proof because that's just a stupid concept in general. Because the second you buy it, it's it's already out of date in my opinion. Like I would just scrape something together that works at least higher, very high quality, and then once you actually can you know work and save up for that good graphics card, just slap that in, and you're good to go. You know, I mean, it's kind of weird right now because newer motherboards are moving to DDR4 RAM. And now we're getting these new graphics cards. Five, I believe. No, it's no. Four. four is what's current. I don't. You said GGD, GDDR6 for the uh, for the graphics, graphics cards. Yes, we're on six. Oh, you're talking about just regular DDR. For, yeah, for, for your right. yeah for your so, PC. Like honestly, I would suggest don't even get a motherboard that has four. Get one that still has three. Well, I think even like right now, GDDR4 is starting to become pretty commonplace. Well, yeah. I mean, but the problem is, is the price per. Stick of yeah, RAM, RAM is still expensive. super expensive. Yeah, so if, so you, if you can, that's find what I'm saying. Like, if you're gonna do your first build, I mean, you can go balls to the walls, but I mean, I piecemealed it together and got it for pretty cheap. And even now, like, I'm playing fucking uh, what is that PUBG on the highest graphics settings, uh, 60 frames a second at 2K. So it's like. Not and, and and but that's been like a slow buildup of getting newer and newer pieces. Mm-hmm. I mean the 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 main trouble in my opinion comes when you have to get a new motherboard. So then you essentially have to redesign. replace, yeah, <laughs> redesign how it's going to fit into your case. And I mean, also you can play the whole like waiting for sales and like you know Cyber Monday deals and stuff like that. Yeah, and get a good deal on some parts here and there, or you can play all kinds of games with discounts and stuff. I mean, and then utilize PC part picker. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's That's definitely, a- like, yeah, there's all kinds of ways to, like, you know, make it a lot cheaper to build. But, yeah, I mean, if you're looking to, you know, get something that's not crazy, but, you know, kind of just very entry-level starter, um, you're definitely looking at... I think eight hundred's right. Seven, eight hundred dollars. Yeah. I'd say like three, three dollars. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely well, I mean, would you guys nowadays still suggest Intel, or would you say, as far as a processor, would you say Intel or AMD? No, because uh, what's it called? Uh, it, it's gotten to the point now to where they're not doing as much uh, uh, brand sponsored stuff. Uh, back in the day, you used to see. Uh, uh, games whenever they booted up, it would show uh, you know made for Nvidia or designed with ATI Radeon in mind. You know, yeah, back or, in the way old days. And like if you would buy a game, I think it was like Metro twenty thirty three or like Last Light, where like they do you, Nvidia. Yeah, if for you were to the Metro, buy this graphics card, it's like you'd get this game for free. And I don't really do that too much anymore, so I agree with that. But, uh, but I'm saying, as far as processors are concerned, because. Now Intel is doing their hexa-core processors, but you could have, I mean, for years, I mean, I have an eight-core AMD processor, mm-hmm. and it was only like 150 bucks versus like, I think those hexa-cores are what, like 300 or 250? 
Right, but multi-threading wasn't um, overly popular with uh, with developers until more recently, where it's become kind of commonplace to have multi-threaded applications. So therefore, more cores didn't mean better; it actually meant a little bit worse because the applications weren't utilizing multi-core. But now that are multi-threading, now you can have that because you have multi-threading, you have multi-core, uh, multi-process support, you know, kind of deal. Um, so games can be optimized to run on both systems because it's. I mean, everybody is already performing at um, multi-threaded capacity, mm-hmm. I guess, to speak. Um, it's kind of similar to, like, uh, you know, the reason why people used to do uh, uh, NVIDIA versus uh, AMD is because NVIDIA was known for their CUDA cores, which is, I guess, just their way of, like, having little uh, the transistors on the chipset, I believe is, like, what that's supposed to be. Um, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. Um, they, uh, they, they just had a slightly different architecture, but I think as time's gone on, architecture, our architecture on all platforms is starting to merge. We used to have a day whenever consoles ran on a completely architecture, but now they all use the exact same PS4 and Xbox use the exact same Jaguar chip, which mm-hmm. was an APU, uh, upon release. It's becoming the same for basically everything. Everything's going to go to that same architecture that you see, I feel like on a, um, on a uh, cell phone. I mean, granted, it's going to be a slow process, especially for PCs, but everything's kind of going towards the the revolutionary APU where everything is on the same chip. It's all on the same uh, general architecture for compatibility reasons. You know, it's just, it's just the way times are moving now. It makes things easier for developers, makes things easier for uh, hardware manufacturers, things like that. But, I mean, for, like, um, you know, building a PC... Like I think the Intel AMD debate isn't really such a big deal anymore. Um, I mean, I'd say go AMD, yeah, be- yeah, just because it saves you money. It does it save does. you money, really and I've know. never. That's why I would recommend it. There's yeah, like the only compatibility differences there really is that your is your motherboard because all the other pieces right. you know are compatible on both sides. Because uh, when you're talking about gaming. Multi-core on your CPU doesn't matter that much because mm. most most games most it, most games are for CPU dependent calculations are pretty single threaded. But for I, I have run into games that when I had a when I had an Intel Duo core uh-huh. um, that was like three gigahertz or something like that, uh-huh. it wouldn't run some games because they required a third thread. Or core, either one. Huh. Interesting. I mean, maybe that's changing, but I mean, a classically, CP- the CPU dependent math was just like you know mainly single, maybe dual core. Mm-hmm. But what it, what matters is like you know the multiprocessing that you can do on your graphics card. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I think the the engines have become so robust. Uh, Unreal, Unity, um, Cry, Cry is it Crytek? Crytek, yeah. Yeah, Crytek's engine. They've become so robust that they can they can basically make their way through whatever hardware that you have in there as long as it puts out enough horsepower and 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 it's honestly like i I never viewed it as one solid purchase it was always build up to what you want and then just realize you're gonna always constantly be building because you know stuff gets out of date and like it's like for the longest time i had a 1080p monitor and then I just so happened to get lucky at work. They were getting rid of a 2K monitor, and I took it. Nice. So now I have a 2K <laughs> monitor. But, you know, I lucked out on that one. But at some point, I'm probably going to have to buy dual 4K monitors. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's going to be another, <laughs> what, like $500 down the drain. Yeah, even though, like, you know, 4K is starting to come pretty uh, standard on, like, consoles and stuff, I think PCs are going to have a little bit of, like, catch-up. Because, like, only, like, 4K monitors are only really starting to, 
hit the market and they're really like expensive. And what it is is like the the input latency that goes into those monitors because with the PC monitor you need to have really super low latency, mm-hmm. and they're just not there yet for monitors. Well, no monitors. I thought typically always had much better refresh rates than. Well, that's what I'm saying. TV. So your latency is really low, right? Yeah, so like to get the low latency on a 4K monitor. Oh, okay, I see yeah. what you're saying. Is <laughs> is more difficult. Okay, well, because it's so goddamn big. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's there's so many pixels that you're trying to shove into it. Right. Mm. Um, okay, so let's move on a little bit from our dry tech talk. Um, we, I know we had before we got into politics. I know we had one other topic that we wanted to discuss on the subject of video games. Was it? Yeah, it was like I guess. Oh, we were talking about like how. Dark Souls trilogy. Yeah, and like how they keep pushing back the Switch release. Yeah, well, I mean, like I, it, it supposedly has a solid release date now, oh. but on oh, the yeah, same yeah. date, mm-hmm. they're releasing the trilogy, which is for every other console. Yeah, every which other console includes the HD remake That's, or yeah, remaster, whatever it was called. That just makes me mad because it's like, all right. So for me, I'm a long time Dark Souls fan. Uh, I played been playing the game since Demon Souls, and that's how my my first entry into the Souls game, and or Souls series, I should say. Like, I beat everyone, except for Demon Souls. I never beat Demon Souls, because that game was just stupid. But, <laughs> I, I don't know, it's like, for them to release, like, you know, how much was the Dark Souls Remastered Edition? It's $40, I believe, Okay, right? For Switch, yeah, it's $40. $40 on Switch, and then it's going to be $60 for the collection for PS4 and Xbox And that, that to me, just sits, that just sits wrong with me. Because, like, just on it, I mean, you're saving money, sure. You're still having to spend the money. You're on saying it's it's wrong with you the pricing of the Switch version? Oh no, just just like the of the collection, of the collection, the which trilogy. includes all three games and DLCs. That's just like kind of a, for me. It feels like kind of a cash grab, and I say that mainly because Dark, while Dark Souls Three was it is was and is a really good game, and I mean all the games like have their own like different place in my heart. Like Dark Souls Two, um, I forgot which edition that was because I actually have it. I actually. Bought it. I think it was like, is Scholar of the First Sin edition? Yes, Scholar yeah. of the First Sin. Okay, so when that came out, I have it. I still have the original box art for that. I still I bought it. It was like seventy or eighty bucks for the three sixty, and that was one of the only Dark Souls games that that was the first Dark Souls game that I actually went through and fully completed and got every all the achievements for. It took me forever, and I was like, cool. I'm gonna go back and do this on, for the first and third game, and I I haven't done that yet because it's 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 a long game, but. uh <laughs> For me, I, I want us to say that for them to kind of like put the price tag for ten bucks a piece on each one is kind of weird. I mean, I appreciate it, but at the same time, I don't just because it kind of feels like cash grabbing now, and it kind of didn't want to seem. I didn't want to see front like you know from software ever like kind of be like, hey, here's the trilogy for it, and now you can play all the games again that have already been remastered and already been released separately all at once for sixty bucks. But it's like if you were to go out and buy the game individually. Right now, you'd probably... I mean, honestly, you probably would spend about the same amount. Yeah, I think you would. I think about it, but it's it's just like... For me, it's like... If you haven't played Dark Souls 2 yet... um, Don't. Yeah, don't. (laughs) It's not... I I didn't like Dark Souls 2, I'll be honest. I played the first, like, 30 minutes. Okay, so... (laughs) And the the reason why people hate on Dark Souls 2 is because it's not not directed by the same... Uh, uh, I forget Shigeru... his name. His last name starts with the M. Miyamoto. No. I don't know. But uh, that's one reason people don't like the second game. The second game introduced what's called soul memory, which is in Dark Souls One. It was pretty much like if someone was around your level, um, you could summon them 
if they have it working, if they're they can be further in their game. They can be further in the game and they can summon you, but you couldn't summon them. So you had to be with the same like distance in the game and around the same level, and that's how it worked. It was pretty easy to follow. Dark Souls 2 introduced something called Soul Memory, where there's different tiers where the number of souls you get determines like determines your soul memory. Okay, so that's Hideki Mazu- Mazuki. Yeah, Mazuki. That's right. So <laughs> that wasn't good because let's say you soul memory. It's just a number of souls you get over time, regardless if you lose them or not. So let's say you get stuck in an area for like a month or something, and you're just sitting there and you're farming these souls. And like in this one area, you accumulated 100,000 souls, and someone's playing the same amount of time as you, but they haven't really killed anything, and then the same exact part and the same exact like level as you. That doesn't mean you can necessarily play with them, right? So what some people will do, and there's, there's actually ways you can stop it with like different items in the game. So people who are like veterans of the game know exactly what to go get, exactly what to hold on to. They can get a ring that stops them you from eating. It just eats up all your souls, so you stop accumulating them. It'll do that, but they'll be like a veteran level player and go play PvP and then just destroy you. And like, so you'd be like, oh, cool, like I'm a little, I'm a little like you know, a hundred, I'm a little like you know, sixty something, and this guy's like level forty, but because he like capped his soul memory in the game and knows how to play the game perfectly he's like all right like all my things are set to soft build i can just come up and just destroy you and you're like why is this level 40 beating me and it was just like the pvp experience was better but worse so it's just like them trying to bring back the whole trilogy just seems kind of cash grabby to me like dark souls Souls 2 i don't think is worth 10 bucks that's that's kind of what i'm getting at they're i mean they're they're definitely not the first developer to you know beat the crap out of a dead horse i mean how many platforms is Skyrim on now? Oh God, you're right. And, that, and it's like that's well, kind of quit buying it and that, they'll quit releasing that, it. That's kind well, of oh, yeah, I would if I could, Scott. <laughs> that's that's kind of my, my the broader uh, argument here too. Is just like I'm I'm ready for all, all the new games to come out uh-huh. for sure. I'm just kind of tired of seeing a bunch of the games being rehashed and like re-released. Like oh, because like you know now we have better technology. And we all knew that was going to happen because I mean. It's kind of like how movies for for a long time, like a couple years ago, were just like all reboots yeah. and remakes. Yeah, and for me, it's like I I want to see ingenuity. I want to see these new concepts come out. I want to see. I think it's honestly because of Ludum Dare. Like after like competing in that, I'm like, dude, look at all the crazy ideas you can get just out of this one concept alone. And physics based dating simulator. Yeah, like what? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like. Whenever you see a game that's rehashed, and like I know there's people out there like, no, they totally didn't remake this game, and I'm okay with that. But when they do it like five or six times, like I guess a good example besides Dark uh, Dark Souls would be Darksiders. They re-release like the War Bound Edition or like the Deaths. What? Dark Souls. Well, so there was Definitive Edition and War Masters. Edition. Yeah, Death Definitive Death Edition because you play as. Death in the, in the second one. I'm like, cool. This game was already out. Like, well, stop. Apparently, releasing. Death and um, War are going to make an appearance in Dark Siders Three. I mean, that makes sense for the story, but can I mean, they, like, can they make an appearance in Smash Bros? Do they better mm, not? No, actually, I know. Dude, motherfucking Smash Brothers Ultimate. Fucking getting <laughs> Castlevania characters. Yeah. Like, how crazy! You didn't hear about that, or no. maybe you're on vacation. Well, anyways, they did a direct, and Richter Belmont is going to be in it. Oh yeah, so Luigi's dead right now. 
Like so, is oh, Luigi yeah. not going to be? Well, him? no. The Reaper killed Luigi. So I mean, he, so he walked that... into he walked into Dracula's castle, and usually you find the Reaper, and the Reaper steals all your powers. Uh huh. Well, instead, he just straight up killed Luigi. So does that mean for Smash Bros. Ultimate, either Luigi's not there, or Luigi is just a ghost? He, he's ghost. straight up just dead. Hey, you know who's also not? Why did they kill him? So, so you choose Luigi, well, and actually, you just flop onto the, it, the platform. <laughs> Nintendo had to release a statement saying that that Luigi's still alive. Yeah. Wow. People are uh, freaking out about it. So oh, but much. they didn't release a statement when they like stabbed like Mario, Mario through, the, through chest. the goddamn chest from <laughs> that's fine <laughs> no like and see like games like that like Smash Bros that has like a long like lineage that's fine because they're like they're keep you know they're building up upon it but like mm-hmm. I think a while ago I think I have the video on my phone actually yeah I do it's back when you know you and I used to live together with uh, Skylar um no no it was it was us three we lived with each other Mm-hmm. So, uh, sorry, sorry, let's think something else. But, um, they were saying that Dark Souls 3 was probably be the last Souls game. And I was like, nah! <laughs> well, I mean, it is, because they're moving on to Shadows Die twice, yeah. which, everything we've seen from that, it's... Bloodborne it's, meets Dark Souls. Well yeah. well, yeah, but, like, even in, like, the trailer, it literally says, you will not die so easily. Yeah. So, like, when you die, you get back up. And so, and that's one thing. Different concept. I yeah, I don't know how yeah. that game's gonna work out. I'm, I'm gonna play it. It looks good, but like at the time, I was like, "Man, Dark Souls is gonna last." Dark Souls was like, "No," because that's when Bloodborne was first out. Dark Souls three wasn't even out yet. Yeah, and I was super excited for it to be released because it was the new iteration. But when they keep, you know, re-releasing these games that are coming out, or just they just a re-release and they just tack on the DLC, it's like people who have already played the game probably already have the DLC for it, and if they don't. Then what the hell are you doing? Like, just they'll just buy the DLC. If you bought Dark Souls three without the DLC, like, you made a mistake. You bought Dark Souls two, you made a mistake. <laughs> you bought Dark Souls two with the DLC, you made an even bigger mistake. That DLC was just horrible. I will honestly Brutal. say, like, that was it was so it was it was way way too hard for what you were given. Like, compared to Dark Souls one, Dark Souls one, I saw the DLC for that because I'm in New Game Plus three and I played the DLC with it, and that's a horrible decision. But. I don't know, I'm just tired of seeing all these, you know, remakes coming out, I guess is what I'm getting at. And if you haven't played Dark Souls, by all means, go play it. I'm not mad at Dark Souls for doing I mean, I guess I am kind of <laughs> mad at it. But uh, Bobby, all you've been doing is bitching about Dark Souls. <laughs> Fuck Dark Souls, man. <laughs> I really, okay, so no, I... I mean, I, I think it, it's to go without say, though, you've played and beaten every single yeah. Dark Souls and all of its DLC, so it's... It's you're obviously a glutton for punishment, Fuck but yeah. like... So, I mean, you know it, how I know that Bobby's a really big fan of Dark Souls? How much he hates Dark Souls. Fucking hate Dark Souls. <laughs> you know what you did to me? You're just, you're just like knows. a Star Wars fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, if you haven't played the games, I guess this. I, I guess what I'm saying is, when they release this this trilogy, when they're going to release it, it's hitting a very, very, very small, like, you know, market. Because I don't know why the hell you would even just go out and buy. Oh shit! I have an Xbox One. Yeah, you do. I have a reason to buy it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but see, that's what I'm saying. For someone who like you was waiting for it to come out on Switch, you know, and now that the trilogy is coming out, you can have all three games with all DLC. Yeah, I do. I, I, I do. I do feel yeah. like a bit bit shafted though. Yeah, like, you know, see like, what I'm saying. It's like, like, like if I only had the Switch, because I just now remembered that I have an Xbox. <laughs> if I only had the Switch, uh, and like you know, because like, like I was sitting there, I was like, okay, I've been waiting for you know Dark Souls since it was supposed to come out back in like. June. <laughs> yeah, and then they're like, "Oh, it's not coming out till you know late summer." Well, late summer is now, and it's not coming out till October. Oh, and God. then they just announced that, "Oh, hey, 
at the the very same day that the Switch guys are finally getting Dark Souls, everybody else can get all three yeah. for like a really decent <laughs> and, price. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, well, I'll tell you one thing, Brad. It only ran 30 frames a second on Switch. Versus- See, I don't care about that. It's going to uh, run 60 FPS. F- well, okay. He's never He's never been to Blytown. Blytown. So <laughs> Blytown. You, Blytown. you want it to run at 60 FPS. I mean, is, is that kind of like... And that's what it's going to run is, is that like Theron Woods and Breath of the Wild, like pre-update and then post-update? Yeah, where it's all shattery and shit. Yeah, like yeah. really choppy. Dark Souls 1. Yeah, I know, that, I know about that. Dark Souls 1, whenever you first played it, and this is when it first came out on 360 and the PS3, um... If you got to Blighttown, whenever you would first walk into it, it was fine. But whenever you got to the first opening, I think your frame rate would just drop. It to would like, drop to like, like ten. Yeah. So, so without being all spoily, is that because like like a bunch of like lighting stuff, or mm, just like a bunch of like physics objects? I think yeah. I think it's just it's trying to render like it's both trying to do both a lot of like physics objects, mm. a lot of enemies that you can't see because of because of lighting, and then like the draw distance of it. Mm. It's a really, really it opens up into a way bigger area, but it's like it has to keep track of all the things at once. Right. Plus the physics. Yeah. Plus the enemies. Yeah. And the game's just like, oh God, what's happening? And it doesn't get better until like you get to like the I guess the bottom part of it. See like in in Breath of the Wild with like Farron Woods, it was like is it is no, it's the Lost Woods. One of my fucking One saying? of the Woods. It was the Lost Woods. Um Tree town. You've, you've got you've got all these trees going on, and they got physics with the trees, and there's like fireflies and water and just everything. There's, and there's like, trees in Breath of the Wild, <laughs> and you can climb them. Yeah, <laughs> can't do that in Ocarina of Time. Couldn't do that in any fucking game. best game ever. Can't do that in Dark Souls. But you know what's funny in, in Demon Souls? You, know, you if there's a chest high ledge and you uh-huh. run towards it, you'll climb up on it. But you know, now they really Dark Souls. Yeah, fucking Dark Souls. <laughs> So, yeah, so what I'm saying is, like, you know, <laughs> cases like me, who's someone who's already beaten it, there's not a use for me to buy the game. I feel like they just kind of threw it out for, like, let's get everyone who hasn't played it yet. Like, this is the chance to get it. And it's like, at this point, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just wait for, you know, I mean, Neo already came out, even though, like, we, I guess we didn't really beat Neo. Mm-hmm. But um, if you just wait yeah. for Shadow's Eye twice or something, yeah, at this point, I mean, if you, if, not if you haven't beaten, if you haven't beaten, like, played any of the Dark Souls or beaten any of them, like, yeah, sure, go buy it. You know, but if you have, then why would you get it again? So it's just like, if you had Bloodborne, I don't see the point of you picking up Dark Souls 2 or 1, to be honest. Like, they're good games, sure, but I think you're going to have more fun of a time playing through Bloodborne multiple times with the DLC than you are with Dark Souls 1 and 2. So, Bobby, what I'm hearing from this is that you're mad about this because you don't need it. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. But overall, it's 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 kind of, I'm, I'm kind of tired of seeing all these re-releases come out, like... The whole Spyro thing, like we were talking about this earlier, like yeah. Spyro. Spyro is different. It's different, well, but, but it's a little bit different. It's yeah. like you played it as a kid. I didn't play it as a kid. I I'm didn't gonna buy it. Yeah, Man, fuck you, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I had the first PlayStation console I got was a PS2. The first oh. PlayStation console I got was a PS4. Damn. Mm. First console <laughs> I got. Damn. Have I ever have I had every single console that's ever come out? What? Did you have a see, Neo Geo? See, in my family, oh. we were hardcore Nintendo. Until the Xbox 360, you live in Korea. That was Fair. like the first. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first other console that we ever had. Everything else was, you know, NES, N64, GameCube, Wii. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. So. Uh, I don't know. I guess I'm just tired of just the remake. You're just tired, out. man. Yeah, <laughs> I, just, I just want good, good games to come out. Like, oh, do you consider Spider-Man a remake? 
the new Spider-Man game coming out. No, I yeah, don't. Yeah, no, I, I don't because it's like there have been a lot of other Spider-Man games. Spider-Man. But there are, there are technically... This one's kind of different because, I mean, there's some characters that have already been in it, but it's mostly like a reboot, I'm, I'm kind of going to go ahead and say. but Somebody's rebooting of Spider-Man. Yeah, and then, yeah again. Everywhere. But <laughs> with Dark Souls, at least, it's like the game. these games have been out for a long time, and it's at this point, I guess this product is only for people who... I just don't see the, like, the logic in it. It's just like you're just like this much people left who haven't... If you haven't played all like the games, that's who it's targeting. Oh, Bobby. One of those people is sitting at this table, so one out, one out of five. So shut up. <laughs> well, I'm saying it's good for you guys. You guys get to play it. But for someone that's like, what the hell else? What the guy? What the hell are you guys doing from software? What, what have up? you done for me lately from software? That's all. I'm <laughs> yeah, saying. that's what I'm saying. I guess I'm being what have kinda, you done for Bobby? I guess I am being kind of selfish and hateful. About what have, what have you done for Bobby? What's well, my new game? Dark Souls is one you of your favorite Bobby games. Dark Souls yeah, game. yeah, it's, no, it's like, one of my serious like favorite. I, you know, I, as much as I bitch, I'm bitching about it now. It's just it is one of still one of my okay, favorite Bobby. series. So from software has just announced uh, Dark Souls One VR. <laughs> won't play it. <laughs> won't play it. Hands down, won't play it. Okay, Dark Souls Two VR. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Dark Souls Three VR. Um, what about VR? How much VR? is it? <laughs> How much? Is- yeah, it's 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 released at new retail price, it's like uh, sixty dollars. <laughs> what kind of VR? Is- what the fuck? It's 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 on the HTC Vive, so you get room scale. You can roll yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if I can get an, you know an immersive experience like that, then yeah. But you know that well. That's the thing. It, that, it's different. Then it's actually adding something new. It's a new feature. But to re- I mean, that's what they like. I, like I think that's the latest port for Skyrim. Was you know literally you can just, roll. No, <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's VR. So I, I mean it's it's room scale VR with a Vive. So I've n- I haven't played it yet. It's one of the ones I, I do want to get because apparently it's like the best VR experience ever. Really, um, I can see somebody asphyxiating or asphyxiating themselves uh, with the uh, with the VR. <laughs> <laughs> rolling VR. Well, I mean, the Vive has it pretty well handled because, like, your headphones are connected in the back somewhere, and it comes like behind your neck. Well, what you got to get is the TP Cast. The TP Cast makes it so much easier, from what I've heard. What's that? It's it's a wireless receiver uh-huh. for the HTC oh. Vive. Mm-hmm. It's Chinese built. It's kind of the uh, alternative well, for the new. They've also got a first party one. Wasn't it? Wasn't that one coming out when we had all the batteries exploding in the Samsung phones? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, yeah. I've but, got a... Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, uh, we've got a coworker who actually has the TP cast, and he swears by it. He uh, And I believe it's like 150 something dollars, too, so it's not something that you just like, oh, wow, this is... Yeah, I know, I know. Well, no, 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 I'm sorry. The, like, the second pour of that was like... It, it hit me with like... With Dark Souls, CO two or something. <laughs> Maybe we should have uh, shook in the uh, bottle up to make sure everything. No, was I don't, I don't know what happened. I got hit by something when I took that first. You got, second the, you got hit by the realization that you. Probably Speaking of which, get Dark does anybody Souls. need seconds? Yeah, dude. Yeah, sure. uh, here I'll go ahead and I'll start pouring some stuff. You got hit by the uh, the realization that you probably won't get Dark Souls on the Switch because <laughs> you won't need to. Oh, thank you. So, what's our next topic? Next topic is Dark Souls. More Dark Souls? We're remaking the topic on Dark so, Souls. No, bottom We're line remaking is, the president. Bottom line is, I know I'm kind of bitching you for no reason. People are like, what the hell are you talking about? Dude? Dark Souls is you, great. You want some help? Yeah, I get that. It's just, I'm just tired of seeing remakes. Like, I just, I thought, you know, I didn't want Dark Souls to let me down and be like, this is not necessarily a remake. This is a, a re-release of all the DLC. And it's like, you get... <laughs> 
take your step. It's kind of let me down a little bit. Like it's not that big of a deal, but I am making a bigger deal than it is. Yeah, you are. But, uh, making it. I, I really, am. I really am, and I know I'm being kind of a bitch right now, but whatever. <laughs> well, if we're ready to move into our really hairy topic of the evening, I guess. Yeah. So fucking Trump played Dark Souls yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> you played Dark Souls too. <laughs> he played Dark Souls two online. Uh yeah, so I mean, if you've been keeping yeah. up with the news, uh, yesterday, which you've been seeing some shit, <laughs> rather than a Thursday, yesterday was a Tuesday. Um, a terrible Tuesday. Apparently. Yeah, uh, that was, that was some pretty crazy stuff. So, as a TLDR recap, Manafort. Um, Who's Manafort? That is Trump's campaign, uh, manager. campaign manager for the 2016 election. Um, has been found guilty of eight counts. Eight out of eight. Eight, eight out of 18, 18 10, yeah. 10 yeah. were declared a mistrial because the jury couldn't um, come, to, come to a conclusion. Yeah. No, but they were scared as but that does mean that those 10 counts can be retried because there's a mistrial. So rather mm-hmm. than like like him being you know let off those, that's you know something. And he right. also has another trial coming up either later this month or next month about some other charges. I don't know what they are exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so he's not done yet. But of the uh, of the eight counts that he was found guilty for, he has a maximum sentence of 200 some odd years. Jesus. Yeah. So I mean it's like if, it's like if they just stopped there, he's already like and he's 60 something years you old. You know he won't get so he won't get 200. Yeah. He'll probably get like 5. <laughs> Fuck that. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, to be honest, like we'll, he, we'll see what happens there. Or Trump um, pardons him. Yeah. Nah. So yeah, it's better not. Do we better not. Well, weren't some of them state charges? I don't know. Uh, I don't want to say things that I don't know for sure. Um, okay, so that happened. Then uh, Michael Cohen, who is uh, Trump's former lawyer, yes, right, um, who was the one that paid hush money to Stormy Daniels, the porn star. This is the thing that's probably going to bring him down. Is a porn star. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, uh, pled guilty to charges of. There's also eight counts. Campaign finance uh, stuff. Yeah, illegally uh, financing a campaign. Yeah, and he he basically he he like testified under oath yeah. in the courtroom that I did it under the direction. What he said was the direction of a candidate running for a federal office, which he can't name names at that point in the process. But I mean, everybody knew it was Trump, and then his uh, uh, his lawyer, the lawyer's lawyer, right. came out and Holy said, shit. like you know, word for word, what it if, was Trump that directed him. What to if, do what, it. if what if what if lawyers all the way down? What if it was actually just Mike Pence? <laughs> <laughs> oh god! This is all Mike Pence. Like, I mean, Trump, Trump knew about it. He knew okay, about so you know, it, right? You know something like like Mike Pence's face doesn't look exactly real. So what I'm expecting is someday at the end of all this, Mike Pence is going to remove his mask guys. and it's going to be Putin underneath. No, 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 guys. See, I oh still god. think he's the guy from uh, Johnny Quest. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> that's exactly like that. that's oh my great, god! Yeah. No, it's like you know, cleaning the swamp. It's actually just going to be uh, Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> it's a copy of Shrek 6. He, pull, he pulls off his face. His I mean, no, Trump, Trump did say he wanted to drain the swamp, yeah. so this is a very what? weird way to do doing? it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, a lot of things have happened oh, at man. the very beginning of this week. It was like, yeah, the second one hits you, doesn't it? It's it? hard. Yeah, it's weird. Punch me in my tongue. It, it's, it has, like, like, once you open the bottle, it, like, does, it, something happens in there. Something un- Some, unholy. Yeah, <laughs> I might have to revise a little bit of my score. Mm-hmm. So I, I think my score is still accurate. All this, all this came in light. Uh, was it Tuesday? Tuesday, and, yesterday. Uh, what was it? Trump didn't say anything about it till today. All till today. He said a lot of stuff. Well, today. He did kind of say a little bit about it yesterday. So right before his rally yesterday, um, yeah, he had a. Rally. 
Yeah, he had a rally. He did have a rally. Which Whoa. was, you know, poor timing, but, you know, how could he know? Um, but, like, you know, when he was getting off Air Force One, there's always, like, you know, where the press, like, asks, can you ask him some questions? Um, and he said, oh, all the things that have happened today have nothing to do with me. I mean, no. <laughs> he called, um, Stop. he called, uh, Manafort a good man, and that was he because, did. Uh, Manafort hadn't accepted any kind of deal or anything like that. Whereas Cohen had gone through and... He's full on flipped. Yeah, he's hey, full on flipped. I gotta get the hell out of here, man. He's gonna crazy. He, but the thing that was interesting was that he didn't even, like, respond to any questions about Cohen. He would, or, uh, yeah, Cohen. And that was, that was kind of the goofy part yeah, about all of it. Yeah, Sarah Huckabee Sanders for their press conference today. Yeah, so he, he made some, he made some tweets today. Um, that were, like, you know, just kind of of the whole, you know, denying mm-hmm. line of sort of thing. Um, I don't have anything in front of me that I can look them up right now. Um, but I know he was saying he was trying to like downplay the whole Manafort conviction because he's like, oh, <clears throat> there was ten counts that they couldn't even decide on. You know, not like you know, not talking about that the fact that he was found guilty on eight counts. Yeah, they're supposed to ignore those eight <laughs> counts. Huh? Those don't count. <laughs> Man, this has just been a crazy year. This is like a really bad. You're watching like a really really crazy show on TV. Like it's it, it's like it's like the House of Cards, but way better. But yeah, but way better. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Because you know the House of Cards can't even keep up anymore, especially after all the you know Kevin Spacey stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys hear about the Kevin Spacey movie that came out last weekend? No. It it had a box office of like two hundred dollars. Wow. I didn't it, even know that he was coming out <laughs> with yeah, the movie. Yeah, was a movie coming out. Yeah, it was called like uh, oh god, what was it? Kevin Spacey's not in this Kevin Spacey movie. It was like hopefully rich, it was like he's like rich. Or it was like famous young boys or something like it was a really weird name. Oh yeah, that's, actually, that's, really that's unfortunate. a really bad. Yeah, that's a really that's bad. That's really unfortunate name mm. for a movie starring Kevin Spacey. What the hell? Oh shit, we had an audio drop. Damn it! No, Look, my computer went to sleep and just like stopped recording. Actually, that's, oh, that's no. a really bad. Yeah, that's a really bad title. Really Wow, that's my voice. That sounds horrible. That's weird. Like my voice just like faded out. Yeah, it went <laughs> perfectly away. faded. Okay. Anyway, oh, it was called Billionaire Boys Club. Okay, that's better. But still, <laughs> <laughs> that's so better weird. than whatever it was you said a second I, I, ago. I know it was something like really weird, but yeah, <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, the movie only had like a few hundred dollars in box office. What was the Dang. What was the budget? Uh, Hopefully, like fifty. Uh, a lot more than that. <laughs> I mean, I, here, I, I can get you more facts in a bit, so just hang on. Facts! One thing, too, was um, whenever he... What is it? I thought it was crazy that at the rally that they had after all this, this came out... They were all chanting, they lock were her all up. They were still ch- like, chanting, lock, lock her, her up, up. And all like, stuff, and it's like... You know, like this- Hillary's still the evil boogeyman. God, that okay, okay. sense! You guys ready for this? Yeah. So it had a budget... Of fifteen million dollars, and, it, and its domestic opening weekend box office took in six hundred and eighteen dollars. <laughs> Damn, they tanked, dude. Damn, they basically that's... just like made a movie like, here you go, you can have this one. We don't want it. That's like, well, shit. I think they gave it away at a garage sale. That's basically, what they did. <laughs> it wow. was, um, I think, because it was being made before all the alley. Al- allegations. allegations allegations allegator and and then he he came up and being like i'm secretly a gay man i mean you yeah, can kind of look the, at him and the tell. film wrapped in 2016 mm. man so mm. much crap has happened 
that I don't even remember when it was. The world even been real since 2016. No. So yeah, so <laughs> the filming wrapped in 2016. But keep in mind that's like it, it still takes a while to actually yeah uh, post and all that post kind of and all stuff. that yeah. And then the allegations happened in like October of 2017. I'm so. surprised they even went forward with the movie. Yeah, honestly. I mean, sometimes you just kind of have to do it. I mean, yeah. That's kind of weird that they did that. Like, eh, yeah, we'll, we'll keep it, going. <laughs> anyway. It has a 10% on Rotten Tomato. So so what does this mean for Trump? Is, are these impeachable offenses? So, in a normal... Well, in, in we we got to wait to see a, what Cohen's going to well, do. Well, okay, so here's the thing. is like, in a normal Congress, what we know now is already impeachable. Because, yeah. like, like, by definition, he is... That's true. He's... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Complacent? Uh, implicit. Com- complicit? Sure. Implicit. <laughs> that sounds correct. Um, <laughs> like, basically, like... Implicated? Sure, yeah. That, that's probably even better. Like, 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 basically, from what we've... What, what's happened, like, he's, he's... He's committed a crime. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's, he's, he's not been indicted. <laughs> he's not been, like, charged or anything like that. But, like, in, in a normal Congress, that's enough to, like, probably start impeachment hearings and all that kind of stuff. But the thing is, is that we have such an obstructionist Republican-led... Congress they're not going right to do now. anything. Yeah, they're not going to do <laughs> not anything. They will never do anything. In, in fact, I was reading something on Reddit today. I forget what exactly it said, but like the official party line is, is like nothing's been proven. Like we can't even know for sure that Cohen, like what Cohen said is true. <laughs> right. That was the resounding, <laughs> resounding message that Sarah Huckabee Sanders kept putting out at Jesus. the press conference was, of course, she came forward and she talked about like, you know, they brought up the whole thing where that, you know, God bless her, that one uh, girl got murdered by an illegal immigrant. Or whatever, and then there was a couple other things that they were talking about, and then she said three things that had nothing to do. Like it's like she wasn't even planning on addressing you can't. the whole the whole thing. And then everyone in the room, of course, came to the press conference because they wanted to hear like, okay, so what the hell's going on with you know with Cohen? Like, well, and she's like, oh yeah, like uh, President Trump said he didn't do it, and there's no charge being pressed, <laughs> so you know don't talk about it. Like I don't have anything to say about it. And she, everyone that she went to was talking about it. And she's like, like I said. Uh, he hasn't. There's no charges against him. He hasn't been found guilty of anything. There was no law being broken. Next person. I was like, dude, just deflecting. You can't really talk about it. So here's the here's the problem. So uh, the entire case is being um, uh, being kind of handled the at this current period of time. The the current rulings and stuff have been getting handled by the uh, I guess the upper state of New York uh, district attorney's office, which is one of the most uh, or Supreme Court office, or whatever the it, it's one of the most powerful courts actually. Um, in the United States. And, uh, the problem is, is that they, if he, the prosecutor's office will probably not go through and try to put a case against a standing president because of the amount of the shit storm that it would cause. They, it doesn't matter if it's Trump or not. Putting something like that against an active standing president could cause a lot of discourse. And, uh, I mean, uh, and, and just kind of a, I mean, it makes a shit storm for the entire country and you don't want to have that happening and in, in kind of weakening the country at that point to yeah. foreign adversaries but uh you know the thing is is that it's completely possible that you can implicate the president at this point because of the uh because of the relations that are being drawn with this but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to do it they'll find a more roundabout way to handle it and really if they uh wanted to go through and actually press charges against him um, you'd need to get him out of office first. And that's what I think that you were trying to get out of, uh, Brad, whenever you were talking about the Reddit post. 
Um, and that's completely, completely logical. Um, that has been actually a statement that's been said by that, uh, court, that specific court there in New York. Um, in the past, those prosecutors don't want to sit there. And even though it's the right thing to do, um, what's the wrong thing to do is to endanger the entire country's well-being for one specific case, uh, yeah. even if it means multiple charges against a person who's done some very bad things. doesn't matter what the situation may be, if it was uh-huh. the Nixon situation or something else. And one, I forgot who asked me this question. I think it was some, it was someone of our buddies from work. They asked what our overall, like, GDP? No, not GDP. <laughs> not, the GDP. <laughs> not the GDP. Oh, God. It was, what's the, our overall outlook on, you know, our future for the country, just in general? Is it, like, optimistic or is it pessimistic? And I kind of had to think about that for a while. And I said, generally, yeah, I guess anyone in their shoes, if you weren't a Trump supporter, you would absolutely say it is overall, like, pessimistic. And not because, you know, just because there's, like, I guess if you're against Trump, you would say that there is a fear of him getting reelected in 2020. But what I said was, it is mixed, both optimistic and pessimistic. Again, anything can happen, as as we've been shown in the last you know two years. Anything can happen. But at the same time, honestly, it is kind of weird to say this. It, it's like what I've seen so far from this whole campaign, the whole presidency so far, the whole like what our administration, what it's shown us is that if you have enough political backing. And you come from a good, a good place where you know you have money or whatever. It doesn't matter what happens to you. It doesn't matter what you say. You can get away with a lot if you have enough like political backing. And just like you were saying, like, well, you know, it doesn't it's necessarily... a phrase that's older than anything. Yeah. Money talks and shit walks. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, and it's like you know, this it's one thing to like kind of like you know, some people have seen that like firsthand before, but for the entire country to see it and then not have anything happen at all, where everyone's just kind of upset. We have people divided like. Every day, more and more over the media, like, you know, even when this stuff was being reported, Fox News reported on, you know, that uh, woman who was unfortunately unfortunately uh, murdered by the... Yeah, the, Molly, like, uh, I, I can't remember her last yeah. name, but yeah. She, it's been like, you know, it's, and people are like, you know, pointing fingers, like, oh, look at Fox, and everyone kind of looks at, like, politics as, like, a football team, and it's not. Like, this is your country that's, you know, being affected. This is your livelihood that's being affected. <laughs> this is real life. Yeah, this is like actual real life. It's like not like something like it's not fantasy football league anymore. Like this is your future that you're having to like plan for. And I guess this is kind of a wake up call for everyone who is, you know, not really into politics. And it's kind of sad to say, but it's like even if Trump doesn't get elected and uh, reelected in 2020, if he does get impeached or whatever, and like you know Mike Pence takes over or whatever, all this kind of shows is just like you can get away with a lot. You can say it. Things can come out about you. Allegations come out you. Proof can come out come out about you. And people, the general American populace would be like either, oh, that's horrible, you know, and then forget about it. Or they'll be like, hey, he, you know, he's a human being, whatever, just move on. And then everything will be fine. So, yeah, I want to like, you know, I want some of that. <laughs> I want to. Um, There's, I mean, I feel like, okay, yeah, you're right. It is a mixed mixed bag for the future of the country like the, the good things are gonna come out of this or that people are gonna like you said they're they're gonna realize that you you can get away with a lot of yeah. stuff and people have been getting away with stuff for a long time but now it's so out in the open we're gonna recognize it as a real problem and hopefully attack it and uh make new campaign finance laws reform election reform all that stuff um lock down the security process for all of that so we can't get hacked or whatever 
Uh, people also, though, don't realize that Russia is, you know, like, always been a thing. Yeah. Uh, and it's just ramping up. It seems like it's ramping up. Um, but that's the thing that is going to be harped on for a long time now, too. Uh, and that's a, that's kind of a good thing to yeah. to just fortify your national security. It's just weird that, like, you know, 90s kids are just like, holy shit, what's going on? <laughs> and we have to actually... Because when you're, you're growing up, you're, you know, like you're saying, you grew up with, like... Playing like N sixty four or Super Nintendo, or whatever, and like that, that was just you. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah. you come a long way to become dealing with this kind of type of stuff. And I know it's, yeah. it's the same for any generation where it's like one day it's like, okay, I care about like politics, but I didn't think I was going to be like you know my mid twenties. Like, dude, we have to do something. About yeah, this. Hey, you know, you know, in um, the bad parts. Uh, sorry, go ahead, Brad. I want to, I want to, uh, if if we can just switch gears just a little bit. I want to talk about um, you know what's coming up for us is the midterms. Um, I don't know if you've all if y'all been. You better fucking vote. Yeah, I don't know if y'all been keeping up a little bit. I, I'm registered to vote. I'm ready to vote. I'm, I'm registered as well. I think I, I need to re-register I, very soon because I moved. I know who I'm voting for. Yeah. I'm gonna go red. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, for real, like, have y'all been keeping up at all with, like, Beto? Yeah. I yeah, have. he's very close he's uh, in the polls, at least. There, yeah. was, there was actually something that came out recently, too, with Ted Cruz, where he might have violated... Did they ever do their Spanish uh, debate? No. They haven't had an actual debate. At of all. course, of course. They uh, but like something that I've been kind of noticing um, is that like wherever I go, I see. I'm not going to say like a lot, but I see signs for Beto. Oh yeah, I've never once seen a, a Ted Cruz sign anywhere. If you, I'm not going to give my address, but if you go drive throughout <laughs> my neighborhood, uh, I'm going to say it's near where do you live, Bobby? Uh, near UNT. Let's just say that. <laughs> but uh, if God, I shouldn't have said that. I'm going to get fucking doxxed now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, if you drive through my neighborhood, there's I have, I've not seen a single Ted Cruz sign. It's, it's all beta. Like almost every single house has a beta. Like, something something like nobody I'm, actually likes beta. They deal with beta. Or not Beto, uh, Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. I was going like, to say, he's so nice. <laughs> no, um, no, something I was going to say, though, is that like in, in my parents' neighborhood, I remember, like, back uh, around 2016, did you get a really hazy pour? Oh, yeah, the more you pour out of it, the hazier it gets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're starting to get more of the yeast. Anyway, um, so back during, like, the 2016 election, I remember when I would go drive to my parents' house, going around, like, the corner there, there's, I remember seeing a house with, um, you know, a Trump yard sign. But now, nowadays, when I've been driving to their house, uh, the house, like, Next to whatever the house was, I'm pretty sure has a Beto sign in there. It's just like, it's just like, yeah, stick it to him. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a fair amount of Beto signs as well. Yeah. Like, there's a there's a, some in Fort Worth. Whenever I go down to band practice and stuff, uh, there's some in Dallas here yeah, and there. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot in Denton. Uh, yeah, I'm I remember just, seeing some even like before I moved. Like for me, like you know, I'm definitely probably on board with um, a lot of the things that you know Beto's for and all that kind of stuff. But like yeah, you know, sure. like. Like, like, I'd have to say at least like seventy five percent of it is just you know, get Ted Cruz out of there. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Blue, Blue, does Blue a good job of <laughs> Blue Wave's coming, I guess. Uh, I mean, we'll see. But you know, the thing with Beto is that he encompasses what I think Texans, what a lot of Texans, and I, I'd like to hope a majority of them generally support. You know, the thing is, is that he supports for uh, veterans' rights, and that's that's one of those. And I'm not trying to sound like a campaign, 
you know, supporter of him or anything like that, part of his campaign trail or anything. I'm not going to say if I necessarily will vote for him or not even. That's my own personal thing. But, you know, one of the things that he encompasses, a lot of Texans, and Texas, I think, has the greatest contributor of uh, members to the armed forces um, enlistment-wise mm-hmm. out of any other state in the United States. I don't know if that's still true, but I'm pretty sure it is. I remember a long time ago when I looked it up, it was the case. And he supports a lot of veteran rights. There's a lot of veterans who are hurting out there and who are, um, you know, I mean, just generally, they're not getting their GI Bill. They're not getting to go to the VA and get the medical help that they need after serving, um, whether that be physically or mentally. And, you know, a lot of people voted for Trump just for the reason of, well, he's the one who's mentioning, you know, uh, taking care of the veterans, which is a very important thing. But he never followed through with that. Yeah. No. You, I mean, know? Yeah, you, would, you would think that would be a conservative talking yeah, point. He, um, but no, he's taking care of the veterans. We're going to have our military parade. It's okay. Yeah, and also Actually, Space no, I, Force. I <laughs> The problem, yeah, see, yeah. the problem is that the programs that would help the veterans are liberally social, yeah. and so conservatives don't want to support them. Exactly. Well, and and they do, but the thing is that conservatives don't know how to enact them without having to follow certain, I feel like, maybe more liberal ideal sets, because it's a similar thing as Social Security, which Social Security is a more liberal idea brought upon uh, by the Great Depression, you know, um, trying to get out of that shit. Um, but you know, the thing that Beto also does is, uh, he, he, he believes in gun rights, uh, or I mean in gun laws, but he doesn't believe that taking away guns, he, he's a perfect, he seems keep like it that short, happy medium, short, sweet <laughs> to the point, you know, he's a guy who skateboards is about, you know, punk rock, you know, let pot be grown and let cities decide if they want it. You know, let's there be more, you know, support for um, immigrants that are coming in that are going by the legal standard and have an actual system built in place since we are probably the largest border to uh, another country more than any other state out there. And also, you know, he is still connected and uh, with the youth or with the younger generation as well as understanding what it's means to be a family man and also you know the, the other biggest biggest thing is that he's not supported by uh super PACs, you know yeah, and that's, i think he's got like a really good chance because i think he's the closest thing that we're going to get to a moderate candidate well and that's the thing is that yeah. he is and i said this many times before he looks very liberal yeah in, well, in he, he, he looks very liberal yeah because all the republicans are so far right you can't see him anymore <laughs> yeah. he's a texan <laughs> liberal a yeah. true Texan liberal, a true Texan liberal, and I say this, and this is a term that I make up, but I think a Texan liberal is somebody who supports individual rights, but, you know, that the government should help out where it can. Not where it believes it should, but where it can help out. Yeah. Where it can help out on, you know, small bits and pieces here and there, and let the individual and the person decide for themselves. So Basically he, what moderate m- should be. Well, most people moderate should be, but, you know, with also the idea that people should still be allowed to have guns and support the military. Kind I of think way. moderates believe that. I love guns. I, you know, <laughs> it's hit and miss depending on what state you're in. Depending on the moderate. Depending on the moderate, I think a uh, I think a Coloradian. Uh, well, actually, no, Colorado had more guns than Texas did. To be yeah, honest, you were with telling you. us about how they're like 
yeah, I got this hand cannon and I'm going to blow away. <laughs> yeah, he's got a hand light. cannon and he just got done smoking a joint outside, you know. I mean, like, I got to say, I, I, I honestly don't know. But in, in that, in that point though, yeah. you know, most people would view him as liberal here in Texas, ultra liberal. Yeah. But if you went up to Chicago or like in New York or maybe say uh, Washington is probably the best example. If you were to be up in Washington, they would say that he was still very much so moderate, maybe even lightly conservative with a lot of his ideas. Cause he doesn't necessarily support you know full on like open the borders let them all and he just suggests oh, course, the idea yeah. of you know, treating them like humans <laughs> treat them like actual human beings and actually make a process that doesn't tear their kids away but yeah. you know understand that we have a responsibility on this hemisphere of the, the world yeah. yeah and we took that mantle up years ago whenever we decided to sit there and act like big badasses mm-hmm. and i mean yeah we should take care of our people first too which is why he takes to care of the patriots the ones that actually were in the military and stuff like yeah. that but you know it there's there's many many sides to this coin it feels like or more like a die than anything else <laughs> yeah. and that you should probably try to cover all of them not just focus on just one side but yeah. um, needless to say you know don't really like to try to pick sides publicly but you know i definitely think he's a he's a, he's a great guy he's got a lot of good ideas for Texas, but Hillary's email. We, we can all agree that. But her email. I don't even think that he necessarily even supports Hillary. I don't. I mean, it's, we, it's we can, my well, I mean, but, well, we can all agree has their own problems. <laughs> well, we, what, what, what we can all agree here is that Ted Cruz is the Zodiac killer. Uh, so you know <laughs> that's definitely something that we don't want in our Texas office. We will not surrender. <laughs> What's that from? I know he Ted said, said that. that. I know he said that, but like, what, what was he referencing? I have no idea, dude. <laughs> Galaxy Quest. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, Damn, all right, let's try to wrap this up here. Uh, so, um, as a reminder, we've been drinking this big ass bottle of beer. Oh, Jesus. yep, yeah. Um, and uh, we've been keeping track of, on it with our snazzy new score sheets. So, our score sheets, we 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 also plan to have these available on our website. So that way, I know we talk a lot about uh, our beer ratings on the cast, and we never really record them. But so that way, you, our viewer, our listeners and viewers, can uh, reference it. We will have it available on our website, hopefully, um, at the same time as whenever we're releasing the actual uh, cast online. Uh, that way you can go ahead and see what we thought of the beer and make an educated decision for yourself next time you're over at your local uh, craft beer headquarters. Yeah, yeah. So um, so we're going to go around the table like we normally do, but uh, this time let's you know, change it up a little bit. Uh, so like I mentioned before, we have our five categories, aroma, appearance, flavor, mouthfeel, and overall impression. Each of those have a score. Um, just as a like, quick rundown, aroma is out of 12. Appearance is out of three, flavor is out of twenty, mouthfeel out of five, and overall impression out of ten for a total score out of fifty. So what I'd like us to do when we go around is you know give your thoughts about the beer, but also you know like briefly go through and you know say what score you gave each category, and then you know give your overall impression, you know just so that we know like what each you know uh, category is making because I know I've got a couple categories that are really high on here and a couple categories that are a little bit lacking. So um, yep. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we, we we can definitely talk about that. Um, I had another note, but if I think about it, I will mention it. Zach, start telling us about your thoughts. Why the hell are you going the other way, man? The other way? We always go this way. No, we don't. We start over the other direction. No, I we thought. start your We side. always we start, start with you. You want to go this Zach. way? Hey, wait, I go first. It's fine. Well, okay. Let me go ahead and get started here. Um, aroma. I gave it a 7 out of 12. The reason uh, for it was because 
Well, there's no reason for it. I mean, it's more so... My notes on that were that it was uh, a fruity beer. Uh, in my mind, reminiscent to a sour. I didn't smell grass clippings like I do with a lot of uh, farmhouse sales, which is what uh, tonight's uh, category, or I, I guess you could say type of beer, was. Um, I do also want to note that uh, one of the special ingredients in this beer was uh, raspberry. Um, and for appearance, I gave that one a 3 out of 3. I thought it was perfect in appearance, and it was exactly what I was expecting, plus a little bit more because of how large the beer was. I felt like um, overall it did keep an, a relative consistency. Um, it was cloudy. Um, it had a normal head all the way through the pour and generally held a amber color that I found was uh, very attractive for the style of beer that we were drinking tonight. Uh, the flavor, you can definitely taste the raspberry. I felt like it was a very heavy flavor. I felt like it was slightly hoppy and um, generally uh, reminded me a bit of like a sour, very light one. And I think that was just for the fact that it was brewed with raspberries. So for that category, I give it a 14 out of 20. Um, for the mouthfeel, nothing special. Uh, pretty run-of-the-mill. Uh, it had a very good carbonation to it. Uh, I just want to make a note that uh, from what we've heard, the beer uh, that we were drinking tonight... It was in the same size bottle at the Bearded Monk a year ago. And, Brad, I'll let you go ahead and touch on this. Oh, a few years ago. A few years ago, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and the cork was backing out of the top of it because there's so much beer in there and because it did have that, I guess, maybe more so natural carbonation brought on by yeast instead of actually forced carbonation. And because of that, uh, there's a lot of yeast in that bottle, I can oh, already yeah. tell, yeah. man. So it would become more carbonated all the way through. And because of that, I think that that kind of contributed to the good carbonation. So like I said, 3 out of 5 in that category. Overall impression, I'm going to go ahead and start out with that score. That was a 7 out of 10 to me. Um, I felt like it was a very good uh, beer for a farmhouse ale, but I did feel that it was a little heavy on the hoppiness um, as compared to uh, some of the other farmhouse ales that we had, such as uh, Who Does Iceman? Iceman is actually a cider. Angry Orchard. But that's Angry Orchard. Angry, well, what was the one that we did that they also do that was a farmhouse sale? They do have a, larger. they do have a farmhouse cider and that's called the Straw Man. The Straw Man, it kind of reminded me of Straw Man for that reason. And I've had a couple other farmhouse sales in the past, but I can't remember the name, the reason why we're going to start doing the score sheets. Right, yeah. Um, but, uh, I felt like it was a little hoppy and, uh, those of you that listen to the cast know that I'm not, necessarily a huge fan of ipas i look for drinkability and it is definitely very drinkable um uh solid like i said seven out of ten to be honest i would uh i would drink it if uh i had all my buddies to go in on it with me like how we <laughs> did tonight um but i would not seek this out and have it on my own generally because of the size uh more than anything else well for, for, <laughs> but, for, for what it is worth i have found this before in smaller sizes but given that this is probably a semi-old beer i don't think that they have that size anymore right right well and so uh for that uh total score would come out to 34 points out of 50 all right pretty cool joseph uh so i'm gonna go backwards a little bit i'm gonna say my total first which was 27 out of 50 it's about a five out of ten uh, so uh, let me start over here at the top with the aroma. I gave the aroma an 8 out of 12. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed their aroma. Uh, I, I could smell a little bit of the malt. It was sweet and fruity, definitely from probably from the raspberry. Um, moving on to appearance, I gave the appearance a, a 2 out of 3. Uh, reason being, it was amber-colored, you know, like kind of like it, uh, mm-hmm. an ale should be. 
and it wasn't clear, you know, like an ale shouldn't shouldn't be super clear. Right. Um, and it stayed not clear, you know, the more you, you got and stuff. So it, it didn't get a perfect score because, it, I mean, n- like, yeast isn't bad, but I feel like a beer shouldn't be generally the same color. And it definitely darkened, you know, with the yeast and stuff. Could you um, uh, enlighten us? I know you and Brad are more so the, uh, the beer aficionados. Um, mm-hmm. Would you be able to tell me, is the farmhouse ale supposed to be a filtered beer, traditionally speaking? I feel like with the name farmhouse, it would be more kind of grassroots, kind of just natural fermentation. As we know, it's not forced carbonated. Um, would you not want to have it filtered? Is I, would a farmhouse guess, ale? I would guess no. I would, yeah. Okay. It being an ale in general. Um, but uh, anyway, moving on to flavor. Uh, flavor, I gave it an 8 out of 20. Um, not quite a full half score. Uh, the reason being is the aftertaste to me wasn't that good. Mm. And Zach was right when he said it was like a kind of like a sour and that's also why it lost points to me is because that's that's not the right style. <laughs> um, it was very tart and fruity in the beginning. Um, I didn't get too many hops in there. Uh, I could definitely taste the malt kind of throughout, but it wasn't it wasn't really up there. It definitely more malt taste, I think, would have helped it. Um, so 8 out of 20 for that. Mouthfeel, 4 out of 5. That's because it had very good carbonation. Um, overall impression, I gave it a 5 out of 10. And the, the total score happened to kind of line up with that. All right, cool, Scott. Um, yeah. So for aroma, I gave it an eight out of twelve. Um, I said it had like a rich fruit smell to it. Um, it kind of made me think of something dark, um, and kind of like a bittery smell to it as well. Um, as far as appearance, I just gave it a three out of three. Um, although I I said it was burnt orange as opposed to amber. So I don't know, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I have an SRM meter. If you would like to compare it, uh, no, I'm good. Thank oh, you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, for flavor, uh, I gave it a 15 out of 20. Um, for me, I was a little disappointed. Like it doesn't quite taste like a raspberry, and it doesn't quite taste like a ras or like a farmhouse ale. So I don't know. I I docked it down to 15 because um, it was just sort of hints of raspberry but it, its finish was more bittery or tart scale. which which I don't know I, I kind of like but I like it if you have more flavor if that makes sense yeah no I, I totally get you, get, get you. mouthfeel I really liked the way this felt I, I felt kind of a creaminess and it had good carbonation to it so I gave that a 5 out of 5 overall impression I gave it a 7 out of 10 um, I said it was like a good combo, but it was neither a raspberry or a farmhouse, in my opinion. Mm. Gotcha, um, gotcha. And so overall, it was a 38 out of 50, or about a 7.5. Nice. Or, I'm sorry, 7.3. Which is probably where I would have placed it, to be right. honest. Yeah. Because I was excited, but it didn't, it didn't quite live up to what I wanted it to be. Yeah, right, yeah. Mm. Bobby? All right, so for Aroma... Give it an 8 out of 12. Um, the one thing that kind of put me off was is it's kind of acidic and almost kind of mildewy smell. Because mm-hmm. I know it's fermented, like, basically fruit. So I don't like that smell. But, yeah. like, overall, I mean, it's, it's, it was okay. Yeah. I don't like raspberries. It's kinda, it kind of hit your nose the same way initially that a cider or, like, mead would hit you. Where you can kind of smell the alcohol a little bit. And then it kind of just, the other, like, you know, aromas would hit you in, like, the fruit aroma. Um, for appearance, I gave it a 3 out of 3 because that color was awesome. It was a 14 
the SRM was like four, 14, I guess, to 22. Um, did definitely have like a blood orange type of color, but like less clear. So I, yeah. I thought it was cool looking. Um, one thing I did put at the very end because I got one of the last pours was that it got hazier as you got toward the bottom of the bottle, which is, you know, normal because there's yeast at the bottom. Um, flavor, I got 15 out of 20, and that's just because uh, that kind of fermenty taste, I guess, that you get with fruit beers, I guess. Where it was good, it had really tangy and uh, bubbly aftertaste. The carbonation was uh, actually for mouthfeel. Well, yeah, no, it was. Just, I thought it was it was good like, overall. Um, I like the taste of it. Mouthfeel a three out of five. It had really really strong carbonation, which was good, but I didn't like how the aftertaste was kind of tart on the tongue. It was weird. It might and have accentuated I, it. Yeah, and then also because I got one of the last pours of the beer at toward the end it kind of got like eh. <laughs> i don't know so three out of five for that one overall i gave it eight out of ten all right uh i overall liked it it was i thought it was pretty good it's just i guess as it went on i was like mm, kind of expecting more but it was good so the total was 37 out of 50 for me so all right yeah, which was pretty good cool. I, I would drink it again but i wouldn't drink it alone because it's a big ass beer <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, starting with aroma, I gave it a ten out of twelve. I actually really like the aroma. Of what this the one. fuck? Like, I don't no, know. For I'm me, I, I think I think like the just because like, I mean, I know you guys like uh, you know beer is not your favorite alcoholic drink, so you, you guys are usually you know drinking something else. But for me, like whiskey. Yeah, for, for me, beer is beer is my favorite. That's my that's my go to alcoholic drink. So I think the fruitiness like lended something like just different enough that I really liked it. Like it gave me gave it a nice raspberry aroma that i really enjoyed um appearance is a three out of three i described it as a hazy pinkish orange was was what it looked like to me so amber <laughs> hey man i said burnt orange I said so. to, to me it was different than amber though but Amber's um, maybe a little bit too light in I, hindsight if but. you got a blood orange and you put it in a cup that's what it would look like i mean yeah for the for the style it was yeah, appropriate you know it's, it's supposed to be hazy for, for a farmhouse <laughs> i think the raspberries is what gave it kind of like a pinkish hue uh, flavor, I gave it 13 out of 20. I was really kind of disappointed by the flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was alright. Yeah. Like, 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 I just drank it and it, like, for, for, like, how we hyped this up, it pulled up short. <laughs> I think we can all kind of agree on that based upon our total score and yeah, overall impression, yeah. so, too. But go ahead. Know, there, that's, you know, definitely what, what happened for me there. Uh, mouthfeel, four out of five. It was light for me for the style. That's kind of expected. Farmhouse is not supposed to be a very heavy drink. So, you know, that's kind of how I got out of that. Uh, overall impression was a seven out of ten. Uh, it was decent. Like I said, it pulled up short of what we hyped it up for. So, you know, um, like for, for a farmhouse ale, which is supposed to be kind of, I mean, like, you know, just kind of take like a general ale, but like with farmhouse ales, the way that that kind of like started is that, you know, you're on the farm, you can't really get to a city. So, you know, you got to make your own beverages. You got to ferment mm-hmm. it yourself. And what they're doing is uh, fermenting it with like, you know, at the time they're fermenting it with their own wild yeast and wild bacteria that was in the air and then in the area mm-hmm. and that gives it a natural sourness and tartness. And that's kind of what I got out of this. So farmhouse ales tend to be just a little bit tart, a little bit sour, not quite Full, like a sour beer but you definitely get that sour tart flavor which is definitely what i got from this it definitely uh, to me it hit the style pretty pretty well um well, but see i think that armadillo does a much better farmhouse ale you have a farmhouse ale yeah or isn't that what Greenbelt is mm, no that one right there is more of a uh fuck uh 
It's not a farmhouse. I will say that it's some kind of. Uh, What's Greenbelt? I thought it was. It's a an IPA. Yeah, somebody look that up because I'm pretty sure it's not a farmhouse. What I will say though is that I think that we can all agree upon that this wasn't exactly what we were hoping for, and I think that that kind of has to do with the hype, not just brought up by oh, us yeah. leading up to the cast, yeah. but also but just the size yeah, of the beer. No, it's a, it's a farmhouse. <laughs> Greenbelt is a farmhouse ale. Is that what they say? Okay, yeah, I don't well, know. I don't know I if I've actually had Greenbelt. Okay, so um, I, I really like Greenbelt, and uh-huh. to me, Greenbelt is much better than this. Is. And it could be different, like um, like. I can't speak for Armadillo because I don't know their process, mm-hmm. but they might be using a more con- controlled strain of yeast. Mm-hmm. Considering um, that it's one of their ones that you can buy, I believe, at the store even. Yeah, it's yeah, one of their standard distribution. The reason I like it is because literally it's across the street from me at Winco. So. Nice. <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, I can't speak for them, but I'm assuming that they're using a slightly more controlled strain of yeast um, for for that. Um but um what'd you say that your total was did you uh, present that yet? my total was 37 out of 50 just hey, like bobby nice, yeah man. nice yeah mine was 30 so 38 i did 34 on mine so i'm seven for me i'm considering 37 like the perfect average mark uh if we if you look down at the bottom left of your judging sheet uh you've got the different uh ranges for what they consider outstanding excellent very good good considered very good is, yeah so, is so what 30 37 yeah 37 like this beer falls into the very good range it hits the style guidelines but it's not <laughs> amazing I that flavor right. yeah. can i can i i mean my theory that i was saying uh you know i think that it wasn't even just the fact that we were hyping it up because it was like a giant it was bottle well no because of our reunion and because of the giant bottle um, well, and actually going back to the giant bottle, I think really what they try to do, and I, d- I don't think that you guys will be able to see the bottle, our listeners and viewers, but they have a little comic on there. Um, you know, it's, it's a very stylized artwork on the yeah. bottle. It is just generally a, a novelty sized bottle, as well as the price tag being as high as it is. I think it actually lends to the marketing and hype up by the company, not just by us as a, as, as a podcast team here. Um, I, I, I think that's kind of what they go for though. I, and I'd like to speak to that. Um, cause, uh, like I said, the brewery here was Prairie. Yeah. Uh, and one of the things that they are known for is they're, they've, they've got like that kind of style artwork on pretty much all their beers. It's, you know, a very different style from some of the beers that you see in the store. Um, and like, and like I said before, like if I found this beer, you know, just in a bar on draft or something like that, it, it'd be a good choice. It's definitely a good choice, but you know this being the giant bottle that it is that we spent one hundred and twenty dollars for. Mm-hmm. Granted, we split it five ways, so it's different. No matter what, it's still a huge price tag for a huge bottle. It's yeah. not like you can buy a six pack, yeah, which yeah. would be probably about the same amount, right? Yeah, maybe I mean, a little bit less. I'm trying to remember like how it was priced. I'm sure it was priced reasonably when I bought it, like in a in a slightly more single serve version. It was almost a bomber. Um, but like if I, I've, I've, I've found it in a bar on draft before and it's reasonably mm-hmm. priced. It's definitely something that I would get in a bar just on draft. It's, yeah. it's a, it's overall a decent beer. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not blow your socks off, but it's good. I mean, I, I guess I just think like I had revolver blood orange or what is it? Blood, 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 blood and honey. honey. Blood and honey today. And like to me, the I hate head that. just 
you don't I just like gotta it? say real quick i i absolutely <laughs> hate that i hate the beer I, I i understand what they're trying to do but I, i've had it multiple times so every Scott, time i had it i recall you're gonna you're gonna cut that, that out of the final cast <laughs> uh. I, I, I was just gonna say i think i do the, kind of feel like blood and honey is like babby's first craft like pretend no no you're, well, you're you're right and we'll, we'll get to that i'm sorry scott you gotta finish so completely destroy my point but like, <laughs> i think Fuck that, you, Scott. that's a better combination of the acidicness and the sweetness with a beer than this was yeah in my opinion yeah um to speak to your point joseph i think you're right <laughs> just because like when i when i was first getting into beer i saw blood and honey in the stores and like just like it's packaging and like everything like really drew me to it mm-hmm. uh, and like you know like at the time it was still craft beer and it's a it's a really good one i will drink blood and it's honey and i will drink good. blood and honey any day the problem is is that they've been bought by <laughs> Miller Coors. By big, right? yeah. by big fucking company. Exactly. So they're not craft anymore. So, unfortunately. Um, I forgot what the main... My point was, though, I think they do a better combination of flavors than what this does. Would you say that this is the Dark Souls of beer? <laughs> Bobby, I don't I don't even know what that would be. <laughs> Only you would know. <laughs> Hold on. I guess that would be like Stone IPA or something. Dude, I don't. I, I, so uh, I have a question. Did you guys mark any descriptor definitions? I did actually. Uh, so we'll go around. I'll, I'll start real quick. Um, kind of astringent. Like there was a couple of the descriptors in there that I think were relevant. Yep. Um, for me, definitely S three. Yeah. Uh, and of course, sour and acidic. That's what I marked down. Uh, Zach, mild alcoholic, um, sour, acidic, and yeasty. Uh, I did like a half counted check for the acetaldehyde, but only because of the aroma. And uh, alcoholic is another kind of a half. I it, it got kind of alcoholy. Uh, astringent got a, a full. Um, yeah, estery as well for the aroma. And sour acidic got a, another full kind of check there. I gotta say real quick, I forgot to mention I did have uh, the the green apple acetaldehyde or acetaldehyde. Acetylhyde, yes, Acetyl I did also have yeah, that sorry. as well. All right, cool, cool. And uh, so, so quick note about these descriptors that we're listing off is that nine times out of ten for a given style, these are what are called off flavors. These are things you're not supposed to taste. But, oh. but given that we're tasting a farmhouse, um, estery. Well, first of all, estery when you're tasting an ale is most often uh, okay. That's supposed to be there. Yeah. Uh, but most of the other ones are not supposed to be. But since we're doing a farmhouse sales, some of these other ones are to be expected. I uh, just wanted to point that out real quick. Okay, Scott. Uh, I put alcoholic, estery, uh, phenoic, whatever the one that's spicy. Oh, uh, uh, phenolic? Yeah. Uh, sour slash acetic. And then I put yeasty, but I was the last one to be poured. So you probably. So I probably yeah. my first one was already. Yeah, that's yeasty. that's that would make sense, Bobby. I uh, actually put a dimethyl sulfide DMS a little bit because there actually kind of was that weird. I guess this was the last pour. It was mainly that one of the last mm. pours. Uh, definitely S three as well. Musty for sure. There was definitely kind of a ooh smell to it, like with some of the other uh, the uh, aroma. Yeah, and then of course sour acidic, and I would agree with with Scott on yeasty. Toward the end, right. Toward the end, yeah. uh, more the bottle drained. I feel like yeah, because was... like yeah, all the yeast was like probably yeah. sitting on the bottom and so, it got uh, stirred up. Uh, one thing I want to say is like I love this column because especially when you're doing like liquor tasting, uh-huh. um, 
one of the things they ask you to do is like try and pick out flavors that you taste and stuff like that. Right. And for every single person, it's going to be something different. Yeah. Like, I don't know how many podcasts I've listened to where it's like, you know, they're drinking bourbon and it's like, oh, I get, I get the wood, I get the cherry, yeah. I get the blah, 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 blah. I mean, it's like, this just goes to show how each one of us, we had kind of similar stuff, but then we each also picked out something different. And like, yeah. And something I've noticed when I've like been trying to like, like, um, you know, notate my tastings and stuff like that is that sometimes that you need a prompt. You need something to tell you, do you taste this? Problem right. is though, you can actually influence someone's flavor. Yeah. By and doing you know, that. that, that's, that's also true. But, um, like, you know, on that note, like I, I do want us to get like some of these, books. yeah, some more 33 bottles of beer. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, um, it's got, you know, this wheel down here with all the types of right, flavors right. of those and it'll like really give us a kind of a one to five, you know, sort of thing about that. Uh, you know, Joseph, we've done those books for years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just pulled out my stash of those, but, nice. um, well, and, and I'm not saying it's bad. I just, I, I like it because it actually gets you to think about the beer, maybe pick out some stuff that you like or dislike. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I think we've thoroughly dissected this beer. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Go play Dark Souls. Go play Dark Souls. <laughs> don't, don't buy the trilogy though. Just yeah. go play it. Don't commit, a, uh, don't commit election fraud. Uh, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> don't commit election fraud. Spend about seven to $800 on your entry level gaming PC. Um, and be sure to check us out on all of our channels, beers of the round table.com, uh, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, all the others. If you can find a podcast on there, there's a good chance you should be able to find us on there. If you can't, let us know and we will get on there. <laughs> we will get on there. We, we will be there. Um, so yeah, uh, season two, episode three, we're going to continue to try and do like these weird, different things like a big ass giant bottle of beer and you know things like that if you have a recommendation of something that you'd like us to do uh let us know and we will we will certainly give it a try bobby's bobby's displaying our wonderful bottle of beer there this thing is still this thing is still really heavy that <laughs> reminds me of uh china university on uh, adult swim yeah <laughs> right. adult swim please china, support us china illinois china illinois please uh please support us adult swim but yeah so <laughs> you know thanks for joining us uh hope you join us next time which would hopefully be sooner than it was this past time yeah. sorry about that guys it's been a, it's been a busy summer for all five of us for all <laughs> yep, yep, yep. so hopefully um, i'll be married the... probably by the next time we do a podcast hey. Hey, maybe yeah yeah you know. actually maybe we'll do a podcast <laughs> on the right before the marriage well, yeah at the, <laughs> at the altar well, i'm trying to plan well i'm trying to plan something <laughs> before the, like that day of, but we actually do something. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, stay tuned, you know, watch our Facebook. There's always updates on there. Um, yeah. Thanks for joining us. Join us next time. Uh, be sure to crack a cold one with, uh, your boys. <laughs>